Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Welcome to episode 7007. And no better person than founder and owner of Karama Yoga, the best yoga studio in Saudi Arabia. Mm-hmm. Uh, she also happens to be my wife's best friend. I'd like to introduce Miss Lena Nazir, aka Um Sneki. <laughs> How Thank are you? You well? Yes, alhamdulillah. Thank you so much for, ac- for accepting my invite to come. I've been Absolutely. chasing you, I've been looking for you, and you're just constantly <laughs> evading me and not coming. No, I'm kidding. No, it's just one that was actually. Always available. <laughs> yes, you, you are, you are. No, bless her. I mean, uh, I didn't even finish the sentence. I was like, Lena, so my pot, she's like, I'm there, what time? <laughs> <laughs> so it was actually, it was actually perfect. How's, uh, how's it going? What's going on in your world right now? How have you recovered from what the world has been through this year? I'm interested to know. I've been really well, alhamdulillah. Um, the year has been really, really good. Started with some challenges in the beginning of the year, and then uh, obviously COVID happened, but Alhamdulillah, um, I feel like the fitness industry is definitely um, a lucky industry to be in, especially during this time. Mm. People have prioritized health and wellness in a way that they haven't before. Mm. Um, so Alhamdulillah, business has been going really well, um, always looking to expand and see what else I can do and how to adapt and be innovative, yeah. um, regardless of the circumstances. Also, did you move your operation online uh, as soon as word came out that you know you can't operate or you can't open your doors? Did you shift everything online? Actually, I was planning to go online before even Corona All happened. Right. So it, stars were aligned, everything happened the way it should be, alhamdulillah. Awesome. So been building my online platform a few months before Corona. And then mm-hmm. when Corona happened, just went full force. Mm-hmm. and went straight into it so fantastic so you had that blueprint almost ready to deploy Absolutely. Uh, on command and you shifted everything online and uh, are you are you slowly taking in customers did you open your doors today at karama studio yes okay. um so i closed down obviously during covid and then uh, we moved to a new location and uh, we opened our doors uh september 13th mm-hmm. alhamdulillah um students are coming in it's really nice to see students in person i mean there's nothing like human contact right yeah uh, but sure you missed hu- it i missed it so yeah. much but there's huge value as well in online and mm-hmm. making things accessible regardless of where you are and how much time you have yeah. so absolutely yeah. a little bit about yourself lana where did you grow up uh when did where did you study i'd like to know all about that yes so I grew up here in Jeddah my whole life, um, and then I went to my last year of high school in New Jersey. And uh, Jersey girl. Yeah. <laughs> and then from there went and studied uh, college in Canada, worked in Canada, and then moved back here in 2015. Did you did you study uh, yoga? Where was it that you actually learned? Was it was it in Canada? So I was exposed to yoga my whole life. Growing up, my mom has always done yoga. Mm-hmm. Um, so health, fitness, wellness was always part of my DNA, pr- part of my upbringing. And then um, we started going to Canada when I was 15. And Vancouver itself is really a hub of yoga. So then um, I was exposed to yoga and really I have an extreme personality, so I really went full force into it and started um, learning more about it and really just studying it heavily when I went to college. Okay. Um, Is that when you then, decided to want to, to wanna pursue it as a career? No, so I studied it heavily for personal growth and personal experience and as a way to um, relieve stress in my life and uh, just to feel good in my body. Uh, but never really thought I would take it into a business and into a career. When I moved uh, to Philly, after um, I finished my studies in Canada, I wanted to start 
a new job and just explore a new world of consulting. Um, I realized from day one that I don't want to be a consultant, so I was screwed because I was there uh, for a two-year contract. Yeah. So I uh, went to a yoga studio, saw a sign that says uh, yoga teacher training, and I just sat in the studio until the studio closed, and I was just staring at the sign. You knew it was for you. Yeah, and, and awesome. the, uh, the teacher was like, are you, are you interested? And I was like, no, I'm not advanced whatsoever. She's mm. like, you don't have to be an advanced yogi to mm. uh, do teacher training. So I signed up. It was nights and weekends, so it worked well with my working schedule. And then uh, nine months later, when I graduated, I quit my job and then moved here. This so was yeah. back in 2015? Back in 2014, graduated in 2015 from my yoga teacher training. Okay. And only like a month or two before I graduated from teacher training did yeah. I know I want to turn it into a career. Wow. I went into it just for self-growth, self-development. Okay. Yeah. And then throughout the end, I was like, okay, I think people back home really need this. It's very powerful, transformational. Yeah, yeah. Um, it, it is powerful. Um, you're a Libra. Okay, yes. I know that. Uh, I'm one as well. I'm always on edge. I'm always like easily stressed out. Yeah. Um, and you, you mentioned something about how uh, you, know, you, 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 you kind of pursued it or you started it because you needed something to calm you down. Right. That that actually that really works, you know. Like I've 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 tried it. I've I've done the breathing techniques. I've done the savasanas or That really brings my heart rate down and makes whatever problems I have kind of go away. Did you feel that the moment you started? Absolutely. I mean, my whole life, I, I had a lot of energy growing up and I didn't really know where to place my energy. And sometimes that energy transforms into anger and sometimes aggression or sometimes like we just need to do something. So being able to control and shift energy was very transformational for mm -hmm. me, my personality, my relationships. Mm -hmm. uh, so definitely it's a, it's a very calming force for my system. And we as Libras, we strive for balance. We strive for just being able to take a deep breath and, and enjoy enjoy the moment so yeah, yeah. that's what it does for amazing me. you fell in love with it and you never look back that's never awesome back. moved back here in 2015 uh you you set up the studio you opened yeah. your doors so i uh, moved back in 2015 a month before my wedding mm -hmm. um got married and then after i didn't really have a time frame of when i wanted to open um but knowing me and my personality i knew it was going to be quick so mm. when we were back from our honeymoon Rayan, my husband went back to work and i just went full force into planning the studio um organizing everything and then opened in february mm -hmm. um five years ago yeah um was it was the landscape different back then in terms of like adoptability uh you know pe people coming through the doors was it the case of you opened your doors and 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 all mats were full or was it uh, was it a little more difficult than that to, to put um, people on so mats it was funny because when I opened, there weren't that many um, yoga studios there. Everyone had a home yoga studio and mm. there were very few people um, that were doing it, some for 20 years and some only for a few years. So um, I knew what I was going to present in my community was going to be different because the way I teach yoga is definitely different than what I've been taught necessarily. I heard about Sweaty Warrior. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes, it's my wife definitely. complains about it. She said it, it'll be illegal in 127 countries. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, 50 countries will be okay with it. <laughs> Good to know we're one of them. So, um, you know, it's, I, I knew absolutely. Mm. And, I, and I, I wanted to study all forms of yoga because I knew I was going to present it to a community that wasn't necessarily going to be exposed to yoga before. So it's new to them, yeah. Absolutely. So when I opened my doors, I put myself out there um, just by word of mouth and uh, friends of friends. And um, I had five students 
for about <laughs> six months or really? a year. I forget. Just the my five. mom yeah. Yeah. and my grandma were <laughs> one of them. I love the stories. <laughs> yeah. So good. So good. Um, yeah. And, and it grew from there. I remember that first um, Ramadan, I think it started growing. The second Ramadan, I couldn't fill. Um, I couldn't stop filling my baths. I kept on adding classes and adding classes, alhamdulillah. And then it grew from there. And we kept moving to bigger studios and bigger spaces mm-hmm. and refining the practice and refining the experience of people. And uh, alhamdulillah. Before I met you, um, I, I heard about uh, about your setup, Karama, as a, as, as a studio. Uh, a bunch of aunts were going. And, uh, and it was really, the, you know, unequivocally the best studio in town. People <laughs> say that, you know, an hour there is... is is like a weekend somewhere. You really feel rejuvenated when you come back. Problems no longer feel like problems. And uh, I was like, well, bravo that, you know, whoever this Lena Nazar girl is, studied it, you know, uh, introduced it to, to our society. And, uh, and now people here are living healthier. You know, they're, yeah. uh, they've incorporated it into their lifestyle. So, I mean, you've done something really good for the people in, uh, in Jeddah. Alhamdulillah, so, I mean, uh, they need it more than ever. And, and that's why I came back. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to have a bit of trouble trying to put together this question, but, but give, me, give me the opportunity to do so. Um, meditation and religion locally, uh, there is some sort of stigma between those two, um, you know, whether it's acceptable or not. Uh, and yoga, a lot of yoga is, is meditation. My favorite part of yoga is when you just sit on the mat and do nothing, which is <laughs> savasana. <laughs> um, and and that's, that's my favorite part. But some, did, did you face any, this is where I thought I'd have difficulty in phrasing the question, did you have any resistance or difficulty in trying to convince or have you know, people coming to you and say, uh, excuse me, that meditation not in line with what we're doing in Saudi, you know, that's more or less um, you know, knocking on the door of religion, spirituality or whatever. You, you know where I'm going with this. Yes. Did you have to face any battles with that? Um, surprisingly, very little. Okay. Um, coming here, I knew what I was um, going to be faced with. So I was very... Um, I really wanted to explain to people and educate them about what I'm presenting. So most of yoga started 5,000 years ago in India. And um, a lot of the meditations can have either sounds or words that are unfamiliar to people. It's a different language. So what I always do, I always translate, I give context, and I really explain it to people because I want them to have the power of choice. If you wanna sit in silence, you can sit in silence. If you wanna enjoy the sounds in the background, you can. Um, And I always answer questions. I make time at the end of class to answer any questions. Um, I remember, I think it was my first or second year teaching, and one student came to me after class. She's like, And I was like, um, like what, what, why did, did um, this come up for you? And she's like, uh, because Anna, that's, that's what I've heard growing up. Mm. And, I, and I explained to her the history of yoga and the difference between spirituality and religion and the difference between a physical practice and a religion. You know what I mean? Um, so we, we went um, into this conversation. Yeah, and yeah. she came back and back again for years. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I think that's our responsibility. Whenever we bring something new to our community, we first have to adapt it to True. the community. You can't just bring something foreign and force it onto people. You need yeah. to invite it to people. And you need to adjust and shift it. Before class, I always say Bismillah. I always explain things to people. I always let them enjoy the practice. Because at the end of the day, we're sweating and then we're moving our body. It's not that much different than exercise. True, true. 
True. It's just more spiritual in a sense where you're present, mm-hmm. you're using your breath in order to calm your mind and body, and you're connected to your soul. And that's that's really it. And actually, I found a lot of people, including myself, were very much more religious or more in tune with our religion because of this because we're present when we're praying we're present when we're having conversations with people and we really like are in tune you know yeah. and it makes you love your religion more and more i was going to ask you that did the uh, thank you for everything you just said that is some some that is a great story honestly to hear to hear how you changed the you know the idea or the perception or the ideology of a person who said you know what this is against our religion and then with a bit of education and giving her some knowledge on the subject, you managed to convince her that no, it's not actually. Did it, where I was gonna go with my question is, did it bring you closer to your religion and and your God, did you feel? Absolutely. So um, when I first started my yoga practice, I used to just sit in the morning in meditation, in silence, and really I'm in tune with myself. And now I sit in the morning and I pray. I said for hours and hours and that is my meditation that's what brings me happiness that's what aligns my body that's what um, really ignites the energy within me because there is power in our religion there is mm. power in our words yeah. and it, it's like a mantra what is a mantra it's a powerful sound that shifts the energy it shifts the brain waves and the yeah. brain cells yeah um, so that's that's how I've shifted my practice and uh, I found that with a lot of people as well and I think the more I teach in my own language, the more I'm able to um, really get in touch um, with myself, with my religion, with um, with my soul. Yeah, you flipped the script recently. You yes. flipped everything from English to Arabic. That must have been challenging. People like you and me are we think in English, don't you? Do you yeah, think in English? Absolutely. So I dream in English. I think in English. Everything's English, right? Yeah. You know, we you know it's the it's the language we speak to our spouses in. Yeah. Um, and you had to flip everything to Arabic when you launched your YouTube channel. Yeah. I caught a few episodes. Yeah. It's it's like it's all Arabic. There isn't a hint of English. It's yeah. all Arabic to speak to you know to, to 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 the masses of Saudi Arabia and the Arab world and the Islamic world. That must have been challenging to do that. Yeah, it was really really challenging because uh, I mean I went to an all girls all Arabic school here, but definitely English was the way I've expressed myself to my parents to my friends. Um, and it's it's the way that I'm most comfortable expressing myself. So yeah. um, when I made the conscious choice to switch in Arabic, it was because I really wanted to serve my community, mm-hmm. and I really wanted to get in touch with myself and my culture. Yeah. And my culture is not an English culture; it's an Arabic culture that is exposed to English. Correct. Um, and 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 learning language is a luxury, and I wanted to help the mass. Yeah. So the reason why um, I did it all Arabic because I really wanted to challenge myself. Um, is it I hard, hard in the beginning? Really hard. And, yeah. and I think everyone I know, including my family and friends, all call me and they're like, your Arabic is hilarious, so bad. Like, just switch to English. I'm like, it's okay if it's bad. It'll get better with start, practice. Start. I remember I even changed my phone settings to Arabic <laughs> and I was so confused. <laughs> and, That's uh, so good. That's so good. And yeah, alhamdulillah. Do you watch your earlier episodes and one of your more recent and do you see the transition, the, the difference, the dichotomy between the two? I never watch myself. You don't I watch yourself. I just go full-hearted into it. Okay. Can you watch this podcast though once, once we're done? A hundred percent. We'll will. watch it together. Not just the trailer. <laughs> Not just the trailer. Okay, good. Interesting that you don't watch yourself. Yeah. Is it just too, mm, you don't want to know or what is it? Um, no, I just, I think I put all my heart into it and I don't regret anything I've there. done. Yeah. I, I just leave it out there. Yeah. Um, and, th- and that's it. I yeah. always take notes though on how I can improve yeah. after yeah. I film myself. 
Um, and I let other people watch it to give me constructive mm -hmm. criticism. Uh, but for myself, I, I never find that I watch <coughs> myself. Fair enough. Um, one of the first things I, uh, I, I remember hearing about you from, uh, from my wife uh, till you eventually you know, became best friends. <laughs> um, two and a half, three years ago, back in you know, the early-ish days of Karama, she'd come back home after her first, second, and third session. Like, how was it? How was it? Was it good? Did you, did you enjoy it? You, know, you looked like you had a good workout. And she'd tell me how it was, and she's like, that Lena girl, okay, she's so confident, you know? Like, she, she, she owns the room. When someone asks her a question or she'll, she'll know how to deal with everyone, she'll know how to deal with 10, 12 people in the room at once. And, um, and she's worked really hard to get to where she's at. Who do you um, thank for the, the confidence that you have in yourself? How did you get your confidence? I think for my parents. Um, they've always, they were very confident in what they did. They were confident. Um, they always taught us confidence, mm -hmm. um, regardless of the choices we make. Um, and I think that's something that I've always grown up admiring. Therefore, I've, um, I've really implemented it in my psyche and in my system because I think confidence is a very important skill. And I think, um, first of all, you should be confident in anything you do because um, if you're doing something, you're doing it with a full heart, or at least I hope everyone does things with yeah. a full heart. And if you're doing something with a full heart and you're giving it your all, why not be confident? Absolutely. Um, so yeah, and I love what I do. And I really study hard and I'm a perfectionist. Yeah. So I know when someone asks me a question, I'm going to give them the right answer yeah. or the whole answer in my opinion. I was going to say that you understand it. If you yeah. understand something, the, that's the prerequisite to confidence. Yeah. When anyone asks you a question, boom, you have the answer there. If you don't, your confidence takes a hit. Yeah. So, so yeah, I mean, it's, it's understanding what you do will, will, will lead to eventually confidence. Yeah, and also I feel like confidence um, goes really well with being humble because sometimes someone asks me something and I don't know and I'm like, I actually really don't know the answer. I'll tell you next time I see you and I go research and I love it nice. sometimes when I don't know things yeah. because I want to be the best student that I can be in order to be the best teacher. Yeah, for sure. Like your students have educated you on something that yeah. you had to go learn and, and break Always. back. We just constantly keep learning. It's crazy. Um, you're married to a fellow gym owner, uh, Mr. Rayan Ghalayini, RG Fitness. Uh, cameras can't see it, but his gym is actually just across <laughs> uh, that street over there. Yeah. Um, so when you guys moved back to Saudi in 2015, was there an understanding or an agreement or a mission that, you know what, let's both start our, our respective gyms? When did uh, you guys both like, when did it come about? How did it come about? It's funny because he went really deep into fitness before I did. So okay. he um, switched his major from economics to human kinetics when we were in college mm -hmm. and uh, really was full on into fitness, also played uh, basketball professionally. So it was it was his world. Um, when we first moved back and got married, he was working two jobs. <laughs> um, so he was working in the healthcare industry uh, during the day and then taught um, at night in a gym. So um, none of us knew if we were going to make it a full-time career. Um, it just happened? It, fell, fell into place? It really just happened. Okay. Um, he, he made a decision that this is something that he wants eventually and then worked up towards it. Mm -hmm. And uh, same with me. I, um, when I went and I studied, did my teacher training, I decided I wanted to do it and then took steps in order to make it happen. But mm -hmm. we, didn't, we never really had a conversation that we're both going to be in this industry. Yeah, yeah. Um, it just happened, which is great because we really complement each other and a, we understand. Healthy, the healthiest home <laughs> on the block, for sure. There's no question about that. Um, he's more into the, uh, to the, to the 
CrossFit world uh, of of weights and just you know everything that that, that I hate doing in the gym. You know, <laughs> tire smacking, bloody burpees. His middle name is Burpee, um, but uh, but that's nice because you know what I've seen videos, uh, especially over quarantine, where where he joined you on a on a yoga class. You know, you yeah. guys had this session where he he joined you, so you'd mix up yoga with strength training, kind of like a hybrid, yeah. which is which is pretty cool, and yeah. you, know, you can do a bit of what he's doing. Um, it just, uh, it all really works. Yeah. Amazing. Awesome. <laughs> um, you also have a tea line, uh, in what you do. How yeah. did that come about? Take someone really specific to get into tea. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. So I was always fascinated by nature mm -hmm. and I was always, um, really drawn to alternative medicine. Uh, when I was in Philly, I, um, really wanted to make the most out of the time I was there. So I studied herbalism. Um, when I was there on the side while I was working and, and is that what the industry is called? Yeah, herbalism. Her herbalism. Mm -hmm. I didn't know that. Um, so I studied herbalism when I was there and I was very lucky um, to have one of the top herbalists there in, in Philly. So um, she kind of mentored me um, through it. Mm -hmm. And um, I really enjoyed studying about herbs and I really enjoyed understanding the power of nature and the power of plants. Yeah. Um, and I, I did it really for myself. I was, uh, when I moved to Philly, I turned vegan. Mm -hmm. And um, it went really well with my yoga and with studying herbalism because I was very anemic. I was on a lot of medication and with the power of herbs and working with some Chinese medicine doctors and alternative medicine healers, I was able to go completely off mm -hmm. uh, my medication and just be like healthy and happy off of herbs and, and really good whole vegan food how was that transition how did you feel how did your body respond to it um i told my family when i turned vegan and they're like that's not gonna last more than a day <laughs> three years later i was still vegan not so they're all culture. yeah all right. but i was like an extremist i was a raw vegan yeah. um for the first year and then from there um really you know adjusted based yeah. on where i lived and stuff but yeah. um herbalism is a really really important part of my life mm -hmm. um when i came back here i just wanted to share it with my community started my tea business mm -hmm. and started just mixing herbs understanding what people lack here understanding how i can serve my community um so a lot of our culture has trouble with bloating, gas, uh, acid reflux, constipation, all these things. And I just wanted to because help my community. Because of our community. lifestyle. Yeah. The lifestyle here is horrific. Absolutely. And I didn't want people to make such a drastic shift necessarily in order to feel better. I just wanted to add uh, one healthy habit to their lifestyle in order to feel good. Mm -hmm. And that was through my teas. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. Nothing like a good tea at the end of a heavy meal. Yeah. Because, I mean, I, 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 uh, I get trapped into that lifestyle that we have over here where it's normal, you know, to, to have a goat over rice at, uh, at 11 p.m. at night. You know, yeah. it's, uh, it's the most unhealthy thing to do. And it's what the culture does. And I find myself being sucked into that because I am a, a fiend for a good, you know, goat over rice. Yeah. But when I do have that, it must be said that a good tea really helps with digestion Absolutely. whether it's your typical commercial you know green tea off the shelf mm -hmm. or something more organic like a chamomile mm -hmm. it does make a difference like yes. I'd, I'd feel better the next day after that warm cup of tea that i would have a hundred percent um so do send us some samples um <laughs> you know you can coming right <laughs> you know up. where i live send them and let's give it a shot um what really uh, interests me in 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 a in an area of uh studies or let's call it or something that you studied uh, growing up uh, back in uh, vancouver was uh, gender race uh, uh, gender race sexuality and social justice with a minor in marketing yes. okay 
um, I majored in marketing. I'm not interested in marketing right now. <laughs> I'm more interested in the former, the gender, race, sexuality, and social justice. Uh, how did you come about to choose that as, a, uh, as something that you wanted to study further? Yeah, so I actually went into school um, thinking that I was going to study journalism. Um, and I instantly knew that it wasn't for me. Um, so I went ahead and switched my major. Okay. And once I got into this major, it really uh, resonated with who I was, what I wanted to do in the world. Um, I initially went into this major because um, I wanted to really help women in my community and in whatever community I lived in at the mm -hmm. moment. Um, so while I was uh, studying this, I had a few other jobs in Vancouver, but one of them was I worked at a rape crisis center. Um, which really went hand in hand with my major, um, learning um, the violence that can happen um, to women in the community and how we can serve them and how we can educate women and educate men about um, respect and values and how to um, really just cut trauma and abuse from, um, from being a norm in women's lives. And also it's taboo. It's taboo in so many places to discuss it, um, to try to really understand the roots of it, to have conscious um, conversations about it and to see how we can shift this in, in schools and mm. education, mm. how people are raised. If you want to deal with it, yeah. everyone just, most people just want to wish it away. It happened, okay, just, you know, just let's move, move on, move on. Right. How about tackling the problem head on, you know? Yeah. So that, wow, a tough time, surely, you know, being yeah. exposed to that was, was, a, was a time of your life where you were like, whoa, you know, this is what the reality of the world is like, you know, this is, right. li this is real life for some people. Yes, yes. <clears throat> um, let's move on to a uh, more happy subject. Um, <clears throat> your mother, okay, your mother, God bless her, I haven't met her, I heard of her um, <clears throat> uh, many, on many occasions from you. Um, she is a uh, ultra marathonist, mm. marathonist, <laughs> if that's a word. Um, she is um, an iron woman. Yeah. And uh, she basically is a, a fitness guru. Yeah. Um, is that, you know, where you get your, uh, you know, love for uh, health and fitness from? A hundred percent. I've tried anything and everything you can imagine as, as a kid from ballet to horseback riding to um, track and field mm -hmm. to basketball to mm -hmm. anything. And I fell in love with the world of sports and moving the body because of my mom. It's her and jeans. Yeah, it's yeah. her jeans. Can I just say <laughs> that um, uh, a mother, it's very rare for a mother in our region to do what your mother does. I am not trying to, you know, uh, a jamil. I'm not trying to, you know, I'm calling it like I see it. Um, it's rare, mm -hmm. and and I and I and and if there was a if there was a word for less than rare, I would have used it. But rare is is what I'm going to use to describe it. You just don't have it. Yeah. Mothers here don't tend to go for uh, you know that kind of path in life where they're running marathons or they're doing Iron Ladies. That's it's Iron Woman or Iron Lady. <laughs> 
<laughs> I know what an Iron Man is, and it's yeah. you know a, a a bike for a hundred kilometers. It's well, a swim first, swim for a couple kilometers. You bike for a couple couple kilometers, and then you run for a couple kilometers. Yeah. And the whole thing takes about six or seven hours. No, like the, only the fittest people do it. It's crazy. It can take a day. It's a marathon at the end of like a whole day, you know. So it's crazy. The fact that she does it is super impressive. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm proud of her, and and she's not even my mom, and I'm like, <laughs> my God, this is incredible. Um, well, how do you how do you process that? Like, mashallah I think I am the woman who I am today because of her. Because she's she was always um, she always believed in abundance, and and so do I. It's in it's in my nature. Um, because she she's a full time dentist. Um, she taught here um, at a university. That was her job. And then um, she was also a diving instructor, and then she also did this. So I, she was always awake at 4 a.m., working out, doing a whole day worth of workouts, and then starting her, her normal day life and raising us and, oh. and you know, being a great mom, a great wife, and, and also an athlete. If you have one superpower in the world, then what would, uh, what would that superpower be? To teleport. Go back in time. You I, do that? Yeah. I'm a perfectionist and I really want to um, go back and understand the history of what I do for a living, the history mm-hmm. of yoga, the history of my practice. I want to understand the culture, the environment. I really want to absorb all aspects of what I do um, now because I think it would be a, the most powerful, beautiful thing. I mean, yeah, I do that now through books and through learning and, and understanding and taking courses, but I think. It would be magical to go back in time and one meal with someone dead or alive anyone who would it be <sighs> okay so jeff bezos Ooh. <laughs> and the reason why i mean no because person, you're his number one customer also that <laughs> <laughs> but also why because i just think i mean no human is perfect but the way he evolved this industry is unbelievable with a click of the button and now the amazon supermarkets like he is just so far into the future and innovation and really understands um how he can just beat his own standards which is the most amazing thing so i would really want to pick his brain because i want to be that for wellness i want to be that um for the industry that i'm in so i would i would want nothing more than to have a meal with him I, he must be. He, someone once told me that he's the hardest person to get an appointment with, and yeah. it's no surprise. He's uh, the richest guy in the world. I think his net worth went up forty percent in COVID because everyone was going online. Absolutely. You saw that supermarket clip, the smart carts. You weigh everything in the Genius. cart. You check. You know, people but, don't have time nowadays. That is the future. Yeah. Of course, of course, it's the future. Of course, it's the future. So, you, so the actual the smart cart had a scanner on it. You like something on the shelf? You scan it. You put it in the cart. Yeah. And, um, and, and, and that's and it. And it charges There's, your card Charges online. your card. And, and it has a camera in it. You're not waiting in lines in the supermarket. But the only bad thing about it is that uh, it, would, um, it would dilute any, you know, it'll dilute the jobs of the checkout counter people. Right. But, but there's still other supermarkets and other options. This is just another option. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, just he's so far ahead of the game, you're right, in terms of uh, being a futurist and, yeah. and, and, and how he's evolved. In, you know, 20 years ago, I remember seeing a picture of Amazon 20 years ago where he was <clears throat> on a desk like this pretty in much. In his garage. And in the back, it just said like Amazon.com. Yeah. I think he started with selling books. Yeah. He started as an online bookstore. That's it. Yeah. And now he's, I thought eBay would be the big one. Yeah. 
I actually thought that eBay would be what Amazon is today, 10, yeah. 10 15 years ago. But yeah. Amazon is everything. It's on fire. You know? It just opened up locally. Amazon, Amazon.sa. Yeah. 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 I'm sure you're well aware. I'm very well aware. <laughs> um, a moment you'll never forget in the history of uh, Lena's travels. It's a moment you'll never forget. A moment I'll never forget is... Don't say, oh, such a generic question. No, Mom. it's not. It's actually a great question. Thank you. Um, two years ago on my birthday, I was surprised with my ultimate bucket list dream by you and your wife mm-hmm. and my husband. Mm. And it was there was a lot of surprises and a lot of moments on that trip, but specifically when I was blindfolded at like 4 or 5 a.m. and I come out of a, and I hear like an engine and I'm like we're getting on a plane we're getting on a plane and then I open my eyes and it's a hot air balloon like my dream I remember being like a kid and screaming on the top of my lungs from excitement permission to add that video now The world had to see that, okay, <laughs> because your face was priceless. I was so happy. Just, um, what's the word? Like, just ju- extreme joy. Joy. You know, just, you couldn't even put it into words. No. There were no words. It was just shouting. Yeah. It was just shouting because <laughs> so no happy. words can explain that euphoric feeling. Yeah, absolutely. That was the best moment of your life. It huh? was the I'm best moment I'm glad to have played a part of it. <laughs> responsible absolutely. for 20% of all that. <laughs> amazing, amazing. Um... Advice, uh, what advice are you glad that you never listened to? I mean, I don't think I've ever listened to advice. (laughs) 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 But great question because, Uh. and the reason why, I mean, I do appreciate advice and and I get a lot of mentorship and, and, and great advice and I appreciate it and I approach it with a lot of trust and with a lot of, um, gratitude however at the end of the day since I was a kid I've always done what I wanted Mm -hmm. um, and what's true to me and that's usually against the norm you made your own rules yeah pretty much I mean you know like yeah did you ever get any stick from uh, from your father like (laughs) we can edit this out it's fine (laughs) humor me like Lena no you will not or Lena how how dare you do that or you will not do this and then went went behind his back I mean everyone in my life my family my friends they've always like are like don't do this don't do this it's not gonna be good and then they're like oh she did it and then they're like we're so proud of you (laughs) so it happens all the time but i I, it doesn't affect me um someone who criticizes me or someone who's um who gets offended that i don't listen to their advice because at the end of the day i'll be in a desk job today if i listen to advice and there's nothing wrong with that we need people in desk jobs but it's not it's not my purpose it's not you not me yeah yeah definitely it and also like <clears throat> i need to be i want to be a trailblazer in my industry and my industry requires uh someone to be bold and someone to take risks and someone to be curious and and take action and uh that's what i've always done yeah yeah don't change the person you are <laughs> for anyone yeah <clears throat> um my staple question if you'd be able to pass a note to your 10 year old self what would you tell her I would tell her to stay curious and stay wild because I feel like as children, sometimes we are taught to be refined and we are taught to um, stick to one thing and, and, and follow a path. And I've 
always wanted to try new things and, and, and just to be wild in who I am and to experience life to its fullest. And thank God I had parents that allowed me to do that. But also you live in a world and in a culture that refines you, True. whether you like it or not. Yep. So I, I would just remind myself as a child to stay stay that way regardless of society's expectations. Mm-hmm. Wild, that's a good one to use. Yeah. Yeah, society often wants to wants to tame you, box you. You know, yeah. you, you are to be in this box. And um, I think when you break out of that box, that's when good things happen. Yeah. You, the next girl, the one after. You start being the person you were meant to be. Um, yes. Even if you have to go against, you know, society's norms. You know, be the person you want to be and don't let anyone try to convince you otherwise. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Um, we're going to play a quick a couple of, you know, one-word answers. All right, you ready? I'm ready. Three, two one fly or drive fly you would that would be my superpower day or night oh day still or sparkling sparkling chai latte or pumpkin spice latte oh god <laughs> <laughs> one of each my, my, my wife's entry by the way trust i'm not gonna come it. up with that I love it. <laughs> she's like you want to ask her this one uh, sweet or savory a little bit of both <laughs> <laughs> you would both yoga or ballet oh yoga <laughs> thank god <laughs> heels or flats oh flats barefoot actually pizza or pasta pizza or pasta pasta lay on the beach or go rock climbing with your husband ray sorry ray beach <laughs> <laughs> vancouver or la vancouver city or suburbs uh city pancakes or waffles Burpees or, uh, burpees or planks? Oh, burpees. <laughs> uh, that one's for Ray. Comedy or horror? Comedy, never horror. Yet you find yourself <laughs> watching thriller and horror, you know, most of the time. Um, but yeah, comedy. Yeah, okay, comedy. Yeah. 90s or modern day? Modern day. Lakers or Celtics? Lakers. Ray Galeini or Ray Charles? <laughs> Ray Galeini all the way. <laughs> Any day. Uh, um Lena, you just so there's so much going on in, in, in your life, in your head, and I wanna just pick your brain on like what can you just tell me about um about like like any words of wisdom for the girls who, who, who want to who want to follow the path that you did, you know, be it in yoga, uh be it in your tea, in in your tea work, in your tea line. What advice would you give, um, you know, a, a girl growing up in that space who strives to be something that you become? Explore the world to its fullest until you find your purpose. And once you find your purpose, treat it with passion, with drive, with commitment, and do it in the best way that you can. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's that's my words of advice for anyone who wants to do do something and do it well. Um, because those are the keys to success, not, not what we're usually taught. So, um, and, and I, I think nothing is impossible. Dream big and, uh, and, and you'll do great things because every single one of us has a purpose. Yeah. We just need to find it. Exactly. Absolutely. Um, so that's my wish for everyone. And that will help not only us heal, but the world heal. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thank Lena. you so much for Salah. having me. This was amazing. Uh, the, you know, these kind of uh, sessions, these kind of podcasts, uh, people can really like listen to and uh, and learn from it and incorporate it. I love, you know, your message and, you know, what you're out there to do, which is create a community, a lifestyle, a culture that is healthy uh, for everyone. Um, 
and again, I've said it on the last episode, I think the best people out there are those who are out there to help. Okay, my last guest, she was in, 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 in therapy and these are people who deals with people who have been abused. She's helping people. She's a psychotherapist. You are there to help people, uh, you know, in, with, uh, with yoga. And my God, does yoga make you feel good after that 60 minutes when your body is under, you know, yeah. what, you, what you're doing there. So people like you, I think, are, are the best people out there because your mission is to help others. And, um, and, and, and the world and the country and the culture can use more people who are out there with open palms saying, let me help you. Um, so, and not just let me help you, like, let me help you help yourself because you have, you have the power to do it. I'm just giving you the tools. Yeah. Yeah. So true. (laughs) Thanks again for your time. Thank you. I want to get you and your husband on as well. Uh, inshallah, once, uh, you know, the studio is a little bit bigger. And we can put someone like right there, <laughs> right uh, there, Ray. Ray he know. needs a bit more than right there. I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna get him a tiny chair, like my son's chair, so he can be. So his head level right. is on yours. <laughs> Hi, Ray. Yeah, yes. You know, just so he's, um, I think it'll be a cool story to have uh, you know a married couple who are both in the health and fitness industry to talk about it. Yeah. Um, so that's something that I look forward to. It's a podcast that I'm excited about. I and um, and yeah, just let's uh, set up the new studio and we'll go from there. Let's do it. Thank you so much. You're welcome. You're the best. Can we do this in COVID? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Thank you so much, Thank Lena. You. You're such a pro. All Thank the best. You. Namaste. 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 <laughs>